Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. I'm Steve Casillo. I appreciate you being here today. And as we do on every Wednesday, we bring in our trademark attorney, Susanna Mahady. She's with Mahady Law. And we are talking today about trademarks that lost their protection because they became a generic term. How many times have you wanted someone to hand you a tissue and you asked for a Kleenex? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I love, I, I, I've actually thought about this over, over the years that, that and, and I love that you're bringing this to the, uh, the table today. Trademarks that lost protection because they became generic terms. The first thing that came to mind was aspirin. Mm-hmm. And definitely one that so so I'm I'm just going to go ahead and leave it up to you. Let's let's get into uh, into it that how how does a term become generic and then how do they lose protection as a result of that? Well, it's funny because I was trying to think, you know, last night I was like, well, you know, what, what's a good topic to to bring up at this podcast today and and. I remember I was like looking for tissues and it's like, I'm, and I said, I'm going to go grab a Kleenex. a Kleenex and I thought, wait a minute, I don't even know if these are Kleenex brand. And I thought, gosh, that's so funny how we all do that. Or we all say, let's Google it, you know, when we want to look for something. And so it's just a perfect example. And, and that's kind of what triggered the, the topic for today is how we all are so used to using brand names generically. I mean, we, we, we tend to forget that what the actual product is called versus what the brand of the product is. And it's, there's a big difference for that. So, um, you know, obviously we've talked about trademarks. So when you register the trademark with the patent and trademark office, you have protection, right? So you can use it um, exclusively and you can renew it every 10 years and it's, it's yours. But if, if people start using your name incorrectly or your brand incorrectly, then it could cause your trademark protection to be lost. It could invalidate the trademark. And that's why some companies are so aggressive in protecting their brand to make sure that they don't lose their protection and they don't become generic terms and consequently result in invalidation of the mark. You sent me a video, which I thought was pretty funny, it was actually kind of a Broadway musical type of, of video that, I, if I recall the title of it was, Don't Call It Velcro. Don't say Velcro. Don't, va- don't say Velcro, because yeah. uh, you know what? I need uh, I need a, a hook, what's it, hook and something... It's hook and loop. Like who would have thought that that's what that's called? And so it's, I thought it was a very creative way for Velcro, the brand to convey the message that, and and it was a, a, a parody basically. And it's the lawyers created this musical video of them explaining why they don't want people to say Velcro when they're talking about Velcro shoes or Velcro you know, there's different items that we all refer to as Velcro. And they said it's actually hook and loop. Like that's what the fasteners fasteners are. And yeah. by saying Velcro, you're kind of diluting the brand. And that's that's what their message is, but in a very funny musical way. Yeah. So if you uh you, the 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 viewer or the listener, if you have a chance to go on YouTube and 
if you want to, yeah, it only takes a couple of minutes. Uh, don't, don't, don't say Velcro. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. So how, how then, and I guess this would be an example, uh, how then does a business try to, to not, uh, lose? Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there, there are very various ways to do it. Obviously one, one is to make sure that you're consistently using your brand properly and you are educating the public about your the proper use of your trademark, emphasizing that it's a brand that you're protecting. Um, another way, obviously, is monitoring and enforcing your brand. And we've talked about this. It's, you know, this could include sending cease and desist letters to people who may be improperly using your brand so that they can stop using it in that way. Um, so there are different ways, but it's really just protecting and monitoring. And I think Velcro did a really good job with this video that they put out there to let people know that they're serious about making sure that the brand name, which is Velcro, is protected. It's not the product that's Velcro. It's the the brand. Right. And so last night, was it a Kleenex? It was a Kleenex, actually. <laughs> and they so Kleenex, right, Kleenex is a... <clears throat> is a universal term. Uh, is there the possibility that they could lose protection? Well, it depends on how, you know, there are a lot of um, brands that are inc- incorrectly being used that are out there and could lose protection. It just means that they just haven't been challenged. So it if they get challenged and then it goes through the process with the, you know, patent and trademark office, then they have a a bur- the burden to prove that that they have not lost, you know, their distinctiveness and they should be still protected. But there are brands that have lost their their um, protection and have been invalidated. Like you mentioned, aspirin is actually one of them. It was invalidated back in 1921. Wow. And that was because so many people were using that that brand name to describe pain relieving medication. And so they lost it. And then I can give you some other examples that I thought were really interesting when I was looking this up. Please do. Um, thermos is one. You know, we all say, you know, let's get me a thermos or I have my soup in a thermos, but thermos company is actually a brand. And they lost their protection back in 1963. Another really common one is escalator. You know, we all say escalator for every moving staircase and that brand was owned by the Otis elevator company and they lost protection because people were commonly using that brand name to describe every moving staircase there was Um, another common one is zipper we all use zipper zipper was a brand name yeah. Huh. When so I was thinking escalator escalators go up and down what about the moving sidewalks at the airport I don't know what people refer. I mean, I think they're probably still some type of escalator, right? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I don't our know. zipper, escalator, aspirin. What else? Uh, anything else on your list? There's like cellophane. That's oh. a brand that was invalidated. Or linoleum. Those are all brand names that we now use generically to refer to a, an item or a product. So again, to bring this all back together, uh, to to recap. Again, how can someone protect their brand uh, so that they don't lose it because it became a generic term? 
you just have to monitor and you just, you know, make sure that people are, you know, not using it as a verb or a noun, which is what's been happening with a lot of these things for like Google, for instance. And I don't know if anyone's ever going to challenge Google um, because it could be a costly endeavor, but those are all items that diminish the importance of, of the brand name that needs to be protected. So monitoring is always good and making sure that you educate and you enforce your rights to your brand. In the minute or so that we have left, uh, do you want to close with anything or should we get right into your contact information? I think we get right in um, to my contact information. I think we've covered this pretty well. If someone wants to reach out to Susanna M. Mahady and talk about uh, trademark law, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach me through my website, which is www.mahadylaw.com. And that is spelled M-A-H-A-D-Y-L-A-W.com. Or you can email me directly at smahady at mahadylaw.com. Susanna, my coffee cup is now empty. My 10-minute coffee break is over, as is the viewers or the listeners. That is another 10-minute nugget of information. We do this every Wednesday morning live on Facebook. You can uh, watch the video on YouTube or LinkedIn. You can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Susanna, let's do it again next week. Thank you. Stay warm, everyone. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get you all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.